Hey, dentisting friends, this is Dr. Nacho. I'm so excited to be doing the Dental Nacho Supreme CE coming up soon. It is going to be 24 hours of live streamed virtual CE brought to you on your couch when you watch live. It counts as live. Miss an episode. It's going to be up in the group for the entire year. To learn more about this awesome opportunity, reach out to us at dentalnachos.com or email supreme at dentalnachos.com. My number one amigo, Rob, is going to be one of the uh, presenters for the Dental Nacho Supreme. It's going to be awesome. You're going to love it. It's going to be CE brought to you on your couch. Don't miss out. Welcome to the Dental Amigos podcast with Dr. Paul Goodman and attorney Rob Montgomery, taking you behind the scenes of the dental business world, all the things you didn't learn in dental school but wish you had. Rob is not a dentist and Paul is not a lawyer, but since Rob is a lawyer, we need to tell you that this podcast is for informational purposes only and shouldn't be considered legal advice. Listening to this podcast does not and will not create an attorney-client relationship. As is always the case, you should formally consult with legal counsel before proceeding with any legal matter. Learn more about The Dental Amigos at www.thedentalamigos.com. And now, here are The Dental Amigos. Hello, everyone. I'm Rob Montgomery, and I'm joined, as always, by the head nacho himself, Dr. Paul Goodman. Great to be here with you, Rob. It's good to see you, Paul, and welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Dental Amigos. Today, we're joined by Eric Cohen, who's the founder and CEO of Merchant Advocate, which is a firm that helps dentists analyze and manage their merchant services and credit card processing uh, relationships. Uh, Eric is a veteran of the finance industry. He founded Merchant Advocate in 2007. After his extensive experience in the merchant services industry, he was determined to create a fair value proposition and transparency for merchants with their credit card processors. He established Merchant Advocate to act as a trusted advisor on behalf of all sizes and categories of businesses. And as the CEO and founder of Merchant Advocate, Eric leads the team with passion that comes from saving merchants over $100 million in merchant services fees in the past seven years. So. Prior to founding Merchant Advocate, Eric held various sales and training positions in the industry, which geared him up for the formation of his own business and independent advocate for merchants. Uh, he lives in uh, central New Jersey with his beautiful wife and three adorable daughters and two dogs. One of the dogs is a male, oh, so nice. Eric does have an ally in that house, Paul. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, and uh, we'll have to see if he's a Giants fan or an Eagles fan. Oh, yeah. The central Jersey I think that could go either I, I, way. I think I know. Uh, so now, without further ado, here's Eric Cohen. Welcome, amigo, and thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you, uh, Rob and Paul, for having me. Uh, pleasure to join the, the call today. Thanks, Eric. And uh, we have hard-hitting questions. So I run a group, uh, Dental Nachos, we're the Dental Amigos. So uh, if we were in uh, the Monmouth area, and I, I know uh, Monmouth pretty well, where would we go for nachos and what is uh, your favorite topping? Oh, well, I'm going to say New York City because I just spent the week in New York. That counts. And I okay. uh, visited uh, Dos Caminos. I like I Dos Caminos say, a lot. Uh, yeah, Dos Caminos and the homemade guacamole. That's excellent. I actually go every year. I meet my great friend uh, um, up there, who's a non-dentist. He's a normal person. Well, he's a hedge fund hedge fund guy. So I don't know if that's normal, but you know, he uh, we meet <laughs> and we meet at Dos Caminos. It's a tr tradition. So that's a great, uh, great one. I like that a lot. I think we've had some other guests that have that have talked about that yeah, too. It's a right? very solid New York place. A few food, few different locations. We're, we're hitting that when we go up to the Greater New yeah, York yeah. show. We're going to be right? there soon. Some margaritas. <laughs> Friday. Let night me know when you hour, go. Right? I'll join. Oh, perfect. We'll, we'll let you know. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Let's make it happen. Uh, Eric, uh, tell our listeners uh, a little more specifically about what Merchant Advocate does uh, for uh, for its clients, and specifically for dentists and, uh, and dental practices. 
Sure. So um, I've been in the, the merchant service credit card processing world for you know, over 20 years now. And, and the one thing I saw is there's a lack of transparency. Um, it's it's something that you have to be able to accept credit cards today in, in today's world. And the industry was built on uh, this lack of transparency. So what, what Merchant Advocate does is we sit beside the dental office and, and the dentist and office manager, and we basically teach them what their merchant services bill means. Um, but we also help them negotiate the fees, reduce anything that's being overcharged. Um, one of the things that we're seeing in the dental market is, is most offices are attached to some sort of system that integrates you know, with, with practice management and, and patient management. Um, and they're locked into a specific credit card processor. So our expertise is finding all the hidden fees, all the overcharges, um, anything that's not optimized or, or at the lowest rates. And without having to switch credit card processors, which is the unique value proposition, right? You know, no one wants to change things today because we're creatures of habit. Well, it's a hassle um, too. I mean, totally. Yeah, you have to tell your whole team, like, okay, now train everybody on the new and the new system, which is sometimes Very a challenge, true. right? Yeah, and, and even when you do switch, what happens is the rates are good for a month or two, and then they go back up. So you have to train your whole team, and then uh, your rates go back up anyway. So um, we help reduce those fees, and then we monitor the account every single month. So when they do increase, we call their processor on their behalf, get the fees back down, and make sure that there's no, basically no money being, I, I say, stolen from the practice, right? It's, it's the easiest way for leakage in a practice of money um, to come out of an account because, quite frankly, you don't even pay the bill. It comes out of your bank account. So that, that's really what we're about. We're about creating transparency in a non-regulated or unregulated industry of, of credit card processing. I love that transparency is really, when you said that, it, I think back to my personal experience when we first started shopping around for uh, merchant services, services for my firm. And, you know, it was like we'd have several meetings, several telephone calls. We have documents on spreadsheets and i looked at my wife who was helping with the, with that project like i have no idea what we're being charged why why is this yeah. so complicated <laughs> you know like it's pretty straightforward right like i think you, know, so you, just, you just give up you know yeah, I, I, right. when, I, when i first met uh pete Ustick and i uh, talked to him and was connected i said this is perfect for dentists a merchant advocate is an awesome key resource sponsor dental nachos and we share what they do but as soon as i just even heard the concept because I would call you, Eric, the, the, the Robin Hood for dentists of annoyance and saving money because, uh, you know, you guys go out there like Robin Hood and you uh, take some money uh, from the processors and give it back to the exhausted and stressed out dentist. And I just think, you know, for dentists, you know, I have a number of awesome key resources, but Merchant Advocate, you know, my kind of my catchphrase has been save money by, you know, doing nothing for a dentist. Yep. And it's. It's the thing too, where it's like, you know, it's, and I've used the example of a cable bill. You know, if you look, if you want to argue your cable bill, you know, if you don't know what you're talking about and you're trying to save seven bucks a month, you eventually just give up. But if you look at your right. cable over 10 years, you've given up on a lot of dollars, but you just don't have that energy or knowledge in the in the moment to know what to even say to the person on their side. So that's, uh, I found that's just great what you guys do. I mean, what, why is it so complicated uh, out there? You've well, got a good idea, right? Yeah. It's, it, 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 it's, it's almost like a fixed system, right? One of the reasons it's complicated is the sales reps that sign up a merchant account earn a residual income. So the sales reps are earning a piece of every transaction. So their goal is 
to complicate this as much as possible to avoid questions, right, and earn more money. The more they charge, the more they make. And, you know, we all know that these sales reps come in, they sign you up, and then they disappear, you never see them again, and, and 10 years later, they're still earning money off every transaction. So I, I think that's one reason that it's so complicated from the salesperson side, but also, I mean, let's face it, the banks, you know, in the country make a lot of money, right? So as the banks all got together, they created over 600 different category of cards, whether they're special rewards cards. And I bet everyone that's listening to this probably has some sort of mileage card or cash card or discount card where they get money back. Um, the banks got really creative and said, you know, let's give rewards for people using credit cards. And then what they do is they increase the rate to accept those cards. Huh, right. So they've created 600 plus categories. You mean that, that those points for the flight to Disney weren't free? <laughs> yeah, right. They've just, everyone's a kid at heart. You just want a free thing. You want a free prize. Sometimes it's ice cream, sometimes it's points. And, uh, you know, as a, as a uh, in, uh, in the dental nachos world, uh, Eric, I've been a dentist for 17 years. We have different classifications. So I'm a, a medium age dentist. That stands for MAD. And, uh, as someone who runs multiple practices, and you know, maybe this is just an eye-opening to our listeners, and, and Rob, I'm outnumbered here because you're a normal person, Rob's a normal person, I'm the weird dentist here, but you know, just for our listeners and people hearing this, and, and you know this from doing what you do, but you know, it's it's very easy for a dentist to take in twenty to $60,000 a month in credit card processing, and it doesn't mean that that dentist is you know, so wealthy because he does that. What it means is we'll do anything to get our patients to pay for things they don't want to pay in the moment. Right. So you know, I, 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 over the years, especially over the first, first six or seven years, you know, people were using uh, checks, which I love. Seinfeld says kind of like a note from your mom is a check. You know, once I get, um, right. there's a great, there's a great SNL skit. Yeah, yeah. I think it was last season where you know somebody's walking around. And like, yeah, check, yeah, yeah. check. Let me give you so, a check. And uh, I've been burned by checks, and so you know the the credit cards just proliferated from everyone ages twenty to eighty five. They want their points too. And as a dentist, Absolutely. you know if. If an office brings in a million dollars a year, it's you know they could bring in four hundred thousand dollars in credit card credit cards, and you just want that money, and you're willing to pay the you know the 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 percentage to have that money in your bank account because these could be big dollars two, three, four thousand dollars that if you don't collect over the counter, you know you're stuck. You can't handle payroll. You can't pay your lab bills. So, mm -hmm. you know the I'm sure you probably see from your own clients that that have been with you for a while the credit card usage probably just increases every year yeah it's it's kind of interesting not only are more consumers using it so your patients right uh, uh, patients are using it now you, to make matters worse if you take insurance if you're insurance based and you accept insurance some of the insurance companies out there instead of remitting payment ver via wire or check right and, and we go back to that word check which uh, you know I don't know if I even have checks, but instead of sending you that, that wire check, the insurance companies, some of them, are now remitting payment back to the dentist via virtual credit card. Right? Yeah, did you hear about so this, Rob? send you a credit card. Yeah, the, the, we're getting paid by the insurance and credit cards, so we get money taken off of that for them. I, didn't I think you that. can try well, to refuse, but... Wow, I didn't, wasn't aware of that. Yeah, it's fairly newish. You can new refuse them. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, you could refuse them, but as as a business owner, right, We're and I've owned a couple businesses, we're all looking for immediate cash. Oh, right? I agree with you. No, I, 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 I haven't refused. Right. I just, I, I, this is just, it's a fairly new development in the getting paid by insurance world as dentist. Yeah, so what, what's interesting about that is the insurance companies get cash back or points, right? Millions and millions and millions of dollars of these points and cash back. 
what Merchant Advocate, one of the cool, cool things about what we've been able to do is for most of those insurance remittance cards, we've been able to reduce the fee by over 50% on those particular cards. Oh, wow. Wow. That's real money. Which means the insurance companies get less miles and less money, but it's hard. You guys all have to fight insurance companies to get paid anyway, and then they take 2 to 3% off the top by sending you these cards. Um, so we've seen credit card, I mean, listen, it's increased dramatically, um, even through, you know, what's interesting is through recessions and, and card use goes up and then all of a sudden we have great economy and the card use stays up because people want their points and miles, you know? So, um, we don't see it going away anytime soon and we definitely don't see it going to, uh, you know, everyone thinks virtual currency and Bitcoin and all these other crazy things that are out there. Um, you know, those will happen at some point, but we're far, far, far away from credit cards ever going away, especially, you know, you have someone that needs something for two, three, five thousand dollars They're not going to have the cash to pay for it. They have to be extended credit card. And actually, you know, it's, it's even in our personal lives, it's like, and you kind of made a good comment there. You don't know if you have a check because that's a big in our, in our house. If anyone needs to, if anyone needs to be paid by check, it's like we start scrambling through drawers looking for checks that we think, you know, are they still good or not? And See, uh, the address yeah. you had like eight years ago. And right? I mean, that's where I'm the same way with, you know, paying for, I mean, I think we have to pay for uh, one of our schools with check or something like that. And uh, it's always, always asked on, and you know, for me as a medium age dentist with a lot of uh, older patients and, you know, not, not old patients, but older patients, right. you know, the 50 to 80 year old, group that has money and will pay for their dental care and wants to make it easy. I don't think they're signing up for Bitcoin or the Facebook currency tomorrow to, to, to do that because they like, you know, their, their credit card. So, well, there's a lot of places though, even, I mean, there was, uh, I guess an ordinance passed in Philadelphia recently that places could not, uh, refuse, uh, you know, cash. I mean, so businesses are now starting to say, we don't even want your cash. You know, you have to pay in credit card, you know? And I think, you know, I, my personal uh, experience, you know, I, I might go for like weeks without going to the ATM, yeah, you know, like I do. It, which used to be sort of like a weekly my, thing. My, like our cash Friday, go we'll, get some cash. When we bring out cash in our house, it's like gold bullion from the old days. Like, don't don't spend it too quickly because <laughs> if we have to pay, we we only and we only get it because we have this like cash, you know, thing we have to do or, you know, even even a, a, a babysitters can be paid, you know, uh, through Venmo and things these days. Well, let me, let me take that back, though, because it's just circle us into where I think we're going to go with this now, which is, you know, just being, you know, mindful of, you know, where this money is going and what it costs you. Right. So I'm going to guess, like, if you, you know, we all do, you know, if you go to an ATM, you know, like one of those, you know, ATMs, like in a Mexican restaurant, like Blue Corn, which yeah, I like right, one yeah, of my yeah. favorite places in South Philly, you know, no credit cards. There's like this, you know, little little machine over by the front door and it's like a three dollar processing fee you look at that you're like oh wow three bucks for that right, right yeah, because yeah. there's transparency there it is yes. like i know if i'm going to withdraw two hundred dollars yeah. you know it's yeah. going to cost me three dollars you start thinking about the percentage and yeah. then it kind of bums you out right yeah, yes and like i know people that will go like go blocks out of their <laughs> way to, their to go to bank. a wawa yeah, yeah, right yeah. so that they don't have to incur that fee however you know what we're talking about with merchant services uh, the dollars are a lot yeah. bigger than that silly little ATM fee that we're talking sure. about. And the transparency, you know, as Eric is saying, you know, which I, again, I love that, that term in this, uh, in this realm that we're talking about, which is, you know, there is none, you know, like yeah. there's no, like, 
you are about to pay your credit card processing, you know, 5% for this transaction and, you know, totaling whatever, yeah. $100. You're like, whoa, how'd that happen, you know? And I think, we, and I want to set Eric up to help us with these two, share with our listeners something here, Eric, but, you know, if you bring in a million dollars of credit card, you know, receipts and you're paying 30 or 35,000, a merchant advocate can reduce that. I'm just saying they can reduce it by $10,000. You've created your own rewards, right? And now you can yeah. buy things with that. But I'm gonna tell, say two things there. Well, first, I've been able to connect Merchant Avenue with some amazing dental nodules. And the, our, my dentist people, you know them, uh, Eric, they're not normal, okay? So if you have a service that costs a lot of money, they think it's a ripoff. And then you have a service that has no real upfront cost for them, and you can share how Merchant Advocate works. They're just as conspiracy theory about that, like your grandmother. So there's one dentist, I won't mention her name, but she's awesome, and she came to an implant course, and I said, why don't you, you know, go through the Merchant Advocate process, let them do their analysis, uh, they're gonna save you money by doing nothing, they're one of my sponsors, I was transparent, and she said, I'm not doing this, it's a total scam. And I said, I know, it's a good scam. And she went and told her husband, and her husband, who's a doctor, said, yeah, this is definitely a scam. And that you guys were able to save them four thousand dollars a year for their yep. their their rest of their practice life, which is really real money, like Rob says. But Rob and I do a lot of new owner stuff, and I want to get to that in a second. But let's say we just take this person, and I know we're just painting with broad brush strokes, but you have a, she's a thirty eight year old practice owner. You're able to save her money. Where did she go sideways in her merchant advocate? I'm sorry, in her processor relationships. You know what mistakes had that dentist made to get to that point? You know, it's it's not so much the dentist's fault, really. It's not her mistakes. It's the industry itself. So what happens is she may be connected to a Dentrix or an Eaglesoft or some sort of system, right? Most dentists process inside of a system. Well, as soon as they sign up, the rates are great. But what happens is something called rate creep, right? Where all of a sudden a new rate goes in, a technology fee goes in, something else goes in. And quite frankly, no one understands it, right? And, and then they leave it to the office manager and it's the office manager's job to monitor accounts. But when they read the statements, they see things like earth, right? And, and that's one of my funny, funniest categories is, you know, it sounds like a Muppet, right? What's, yeah, what's earth right. mean? You know, and to us, it means something. It means that, that, that cards are being penalized an extra half a percent. Or, you know, you, you might have on your statement STD. Right, which is you know, that's kind of my joke. You don't want STDs anywhere in your business, right? So it's easy to remember. Uh, those are also flex for us. So I don't think it's the dentist doing anything wrong and going sideways. I think it's an industry that you, you know, if you don't know what you're doing and you don't have um, the, the right coding, right? And I guess the easiest way to explain Merchant Advocate is we have, uh, and it sounds kind of corny, but we have these 3D or, or we have these special decoder glasses, right? where our eyes see things a certain way. It's almost like years ago, you had those 3D pictures, right? I don't know if you guys remember. Yeah. Do you remember the 3D pictures? That was the coolest thing we had going back then. I was hoping to go to a movie to get the glasses, you know? High tech, yeah. Yeah, you know, even the books I'm like, that are 3D, I'm like, guys, there's nothing 3D, and I couldn't see it, right? Some people can, some people can't. And same thing with merchant services is, if you don't know what you're looking for, you don't know what to ask for, right? So I can't blame anyone in the dentist and, and, and you know, we also talk to a lot of office managers and, and there's skepticism there, right? You guys said, you know, people are skeptical. You know, our, our, our most common um, answers when, when people are skeptical is it's too good to be true, which is number one, but you know, 15 years later, the business is brown, last seven years, over a hundred million in savings. It's, it's really not too good to be true. Or they have objections like, I don't want to switch processors, 
which means they didn't listen to what we're saying, that they don't have to switch processors. But I think one of the funniest objections we've come across is, that's great, you're going to save me money, but then you split the savings, so I'm not really saving anything. And they forget there's another. <laughs> that's a class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. I'll let Paula Dennis well, comment it's on like, that. That's so dentist. That's TST. It's like if, you found, if, if I found $50 under the table and Rob wanted all 50, but we we're going to split it 25-25, Rob would be right. an insane person because we found the 50, you know, and I found it. And that's the whole point. They find it. And, and um, it's classic. One of the things I want to share about Merchant Advocate that's just been so, so positive, you know, I'm really into just bringing good ideas and positivity to dentists. And I believe you've created a, a company that's it's non-complainable about because what I've found is I've connected a lot of dentists to Merchant Advocate and they do a, a risk-free analysis and they come up with one of two things, right, Eric? Either you can save them money mm -hmm. or you're getting already good rates. So they give them a pat on the back and say, you're getting good rates, which is just a nice positive moment for the dentist. I mean, there's there's no nothing bad can happen. I mean, I, I found that to be... Uh, just a uh, what? What do you like in sports? Uh, we didn't find out if you're uh, Eagles or Giants fan, but like it doesn't show up on the stat sheet. But when you do an analysis for someone and do the work, and you say, "Hey, you guys are getting good rates. This is about as good as you can get." It's the dentist is happy, and then if you can save money, Absolutely. they're also happy. Well, it's just it's a matter of just you know again awareness, right? Right. Looking at knowing what's going on in your business, knowing where you're spending money, and being you know being mindful about it, you know, and not having these sort of like zombie like recurring charges that you know you've never done any due diligence on you can't explain it i mean if there's anything that you're paying for in your practice that you don't understand like that's a problem right you know and so uh you know the ability to to you know focus on this expense just like other expenses and other aspects of the business like we've talked about it's exactly what the theme of the show is right. you know you got to pay attention right and the people that just sort of like trip along and just sort of let the landlord increase their rent three percent every year for for 25 years or the people that just let the merchant services agreements continue to uh to creep you yeah. know um and then you reach a point you're like oh, maybe over in a year maybe it's not that big of a deal but over five years, 10 years, 20 years, now all of a sudden, you know, you've just given away money, you know, which is I value mean, to your this practice. This one dentist is just one example. That's the $4,000 a year over probably practicing 20 years is $80,000 of real money that can go towards 401k or vacation or staff perks or just or just being more profitable. Tell for us, nothing. Yeah, for right, nothing. For nothing. That's right. it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. They don't do anything different. Or they that's, can hire someone. Let, let's face it. You know, you, it, we have some practices. We have some specialty practices that, that do some tremendous volume that are saving three and four thousand a month, right? Yeah, and they could hire another person with that. Where they, you know, they could do a multitude of things. But it also, listen, it's really important to know. You know, you're saying, well, it's only fifty a month or two hundred a month, and you're right. It adds up over time. But just as important, you know, if we save someone a half a percent, let's say we only save them a half a percent. You know, while half a percent doesn't look like much, that's a half a percent on the gross sales, which right. could equal three to four percent right to the bottom line. Mm -hmm. So when a, a dentist looks at their net profit, when we save them half a percent, it's not really half a percent. It could be three percent to the bottom line just for this no risk analysis, right? And, right. and putting us in place. So very, very important, I think, that, that people that own practices, I mean, listen, you know, you, you, you said dentists are a little bit different and, and um, well, that may be true. You know, most of these most dentists they go to school, they work hard. You guys spend how much money in dental school and continuing education, and 
you know, everything else, this is your money, right? This is the dentist money that is being, you know, siphoned off. And, and we actually do an educational presentation called the secret money siphon, right? Because that's what this is. And, you know, one of the things that's important to, to understand is when we speak to office managers, we also let them know we're not here to get your office manager in trouble, right? It's not that they're not doing their job or sleeping at the wheel or whatever it may be. And, and unfortunately, some office managers, when it gets to their level, they don't participate in our program because they think we're going to uncover something that they should have known. And most of the time, the stuff we uncover is things that an office manager would never know to look for. So we're here to help not only the dentist, but help the office manager, you know, when they're involved and, and really find out what's going on and, and not to their fault at all. Again, we're, we're going to point the finger at the industry. Um, and I can tell you this, I've been doing this 25 years. 25 years ago, there were three rates. That's it. Qualified, mid-qualified, non-qualified. Three rates. That's what you pay. Today, 600 rates. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's like student that's, loan uh, refinance. Yeah, yeah. Right? exactly. Um, know, and, and, yep. uh, yeah, Eric, so if you can, I mean, Paul's uh, more familiar with your uh, your fee structure and how your business is set up. So, so our listeners know, because you guys have kind of alluded to this a little bit, tell, uh, tell the folks kind of how, how you guys bill for your services and, and what the what the fee structure looks like. Sure, sure. So everything is done on a contingency. So our first thing that we want to do is a free analysis, meaning we look at a statement, you send us one or two month statement, we see if there's room, right? If there's savings there and it's more than $1,200 a year, um, we then go to an engagement and, and we have a simple one page agreement written in English, right? It's very little legalese. Um, once we do that, we will call the processor on, on the doctor's behalf, um, adjust the rates, get rid of any of those hidden fees, whatever, whatever has to be fixed, we fix. So let's say, you know, it's November 1st. I know it's the 12th, but if we pretend it's November 1st, we did all the fixes, put it in place. The November bill comes out in the beginning of December. We will benchmark what you used to pay to what you're paying now. And then we simply split the savings. We share in the savings for a period of time. Um, normally, we have a three-year agreement with our our, our, paid, our doctors, um, but after the three years, I will tell you that 95% of our customers stay on our monitoring program because not only do we just fix it, every time there's an increase, we get rid of it. So it's not just the initial fix, it's making sure we watch over it month after month. Now, the nice part about our service is we don't get paid unless there's savings, and not only that, we get paid the month after you receive the savings. So there's 100% realized savings in your bank account because they, you, you paid less, right? You paid less for accepting credit cards. We then send a report saying, great, you used to pay 3%, you now pay 2%. You know, on $30,000, you saved $300. You have $300 more in your bank account than you did before. And we then split that with them. So fairly simple, and again, it becomes this, when someone really understands what Merchant Advocate's about, and you know, yes, I started a business because I like to make money, right? Most business owners like to make money. There's no doubt about that. But the real mission behind this business and the cause or the why is going back to that transparency, right? We created this whole business in the, in, into an industry that is just not only not transparent, there's no license to sell it, right? So. When a rep comes in and they give you all these spreadsheets and they're analyzing the accounts and seeing, you know, can they save money and, and such forth, 
I just did an analysis today and I saw a rep trying to get an account that totally fudged the analysis. And that's another thing we're here for is, is if people do want to eventually switch or they have all these sales reps coming in, let us know, tell you if it's the real deal or not, right? Let us tell you whether they're lying on the spreadsheet or not. Um, but you know, going that, back to your original question, it's all contingent based. That's cool. I mean, and, and I think, you know, one the listeners to, to pick up on what you just said, that this is an unregulated industry right, again. Yeah. And what that means, you know, is that's just like, unlike, you know, you go into a car dealer and you're going to sign a car lease. That's a regulated transaction. There are certain disclosures and an interest rate has to be disclosed, cost, expenses, you know, those types of business arrangements and those types of uh uh, industries and you know just like the law and dentistry there's a state board there are laws that that say what you can and can't do but when the merchant services business as, as eric is saying is not a regulated industry which means that you know people if they say something that's wrong or untrue or they yeah. fudge or you know they overestimate there's no state board of merchant services right. salespeople to whack them you know so it's yeah. sort of like it's the wild west and just like any other relationship where you're dealing with somebody in a somewhat quasi position of trust, whether it's a, a dental practice broker that's unregulated right. or somebody that is uh, you know, a merchant services vendor or rep that's unregulated, you have to be extra careful because those people, they don't answer to anybody. And, you know? and, and one of the things, and Eric, you do a great job explaining it. And uh, you know, it's, it's World Kindness Week and uh, it's, I'm, I'm big into that for dental nachos. And, and what you guys do is you have an impact. So, you know, this past uh, weekend, one of someone who heard me speak seven years ago uh, kindly shared that when he heard me say these nine magic words, it changed how he talked to patients forever. And that impact probably has had millions of dollars of production in his career. And he did that one thing. And then, you know, you, what you guys are doing is having an impact through dollar savings because it's tough to be a dentist. Overhead is increasing. Sometimes you need small victories. And I know this dentist, there's another dentist who's saving, you know, $2,500 a year, fairly new practice owner. And that's just a, a, a win for this dentist and, and the team. Whatever he does with that $2,500 is up to him. But what you've done is done the, the Robin Hood of annoyance because you've, you've taken it from the processors and given to the dentist. And I see that as no different than me helping someone with patient communication or Rob helping them not burn their nachos on an associate contract because it's all about the positive impact we can have on the people that we care about. And in this case, it's mainly dentists. This actually, your your, your business model, I know, spans to outside the dental, dental industry. And it talks about the ownership things that, you know, there's just so many decisions you have to make every day as a dental practice owner. And it's just easy not to, to ignore this one for a variety of reasons. So that's why I have this JFO just find out about a lot of good ideas people we've had on this podcast. Uh, so I just uh, appreciate you breaking that down for like for us like that. Yeah, and, and listen, as a business owner myself, it is, you know, we all are running around with very little time in our day. Um, trying to do a million things. And what I found as a business owner is find experts that are better than you and let them do the work, whether they're employees or consultants. Mm -hmm. And if you find the right people, right? And, and we all, listen, we all know that when someone's the right person, when they're not. And, and a lot of times I, I try to meet some of our larger clients face-to-face -face or even as the CEO, I say I'm a selling CEO. I love sales. I love being on the phone. And I, I can't say sales, let's say education, because once we educate someone, they, they, they want to use our service. Um, but I, I also find that, you know, if you could find people better at different things, 
let them go to work. Let them do what they're good at. And, and you know, if you're on LinkedIn or, or any, you know, Facebook, you hear all these quotes from, the, you know, the Stephen Jobs of the world and these very successful people of the world. And everything I keep hearing is find someone smarter than you or better than you at different things in your business and try to delegate. And, and I, I guess for a lot of smaller practices, um, and, and this is something that I had a hard time with and still, you know, I don't want to say a struggle with it, but it's one of my points is to let go of some things and, and delegate them out and let the experts actually do the work and, and the people you hire do the work that they need to. Um, you know, so just a, a, a kind of little two cents on, on growing a business. I've been fortunate enough to grow two businesses to, to fairly sizable and, and I always try to give back some of what I've learned and, and delegation is extremely important to be able to trust others and, and obviously make sure they're the right person. And, and I think um, we all know we get this gut feeling when we hear people and see people and, and are they the right person? Are they really the Robin Hood? Are they doing something good for a community? And when you find someone like that, you want to make sure you keep them and, and make sure that you take care of them because they're not that easy to find, right? Um, whether they're, again, outside consultant or, or your employees. So. Um, hopefully that, that helps more on a business sense and, and things that I've learned throughout business that I find extremely valuable. Yeah, that's a great point. And that, that theme comes up uh, with a lot of our, our guests and and just in the any kind of small business world. And, you know, it's just if, if you if you have to be involved in everything that goes on in the office, then you have you've become the impediment to, to growth of your of your business and and really it, it doesn't really make you any happier either i mean they're, they're you know we see the people that try to have a hand in everything and you just watch them and it's like it's almost comedic you know and in, in a kind of tragic kind of way yeah. you know that you see these people running around trying to do all these things working hard doing things that are outside of you know what they have expertise in failing we're not we're not doing right. as well as they could with that stuff and you know and meanwhile um, you know, the, the I mean, organization, I, I think it falls on, like, you, you can only know so many sets of instructions in life anyway. So even if you, even if you had the time, right. you don't, you don't know this. And I just think that, you know, what I, and Rob and I bring on all different types of guests, uh, to the podcast through our relationships. And, you know, Rob's had people talk about leases. I thought it'd be boring, but it was pretty exciting. And I'm not sure, you know, who, who thinks credit card processing is exciting, but to me it is because the things you've shared that go in, into it. And what we, what I try to do through dental nachos through relationships is bring uh, the dental audience, these consultants that you speak about in a way that's affordable, manageable, and a new way of doing business. Because now these, you know, these companies not necessarily, you know, they're not necessarily on a, a ADA floor and th these younger dentists aren't even going to these meetings. It's a whole separate topic, but there's just cool ways to virtually find out about stuff. You mentioned LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Facebook, and I just want to encourage the audience to be responsible about what they find out about, whether it's credit card processing or another service and do their due diligence and ask ask for um, feedback because when they don't do anything at all, that's when they get sort of paralyzed by indecision and their business doesn't grow. They become more more stressed. So I just think it's such an important point. It's a it's a great point, Paul. And, and you know, and, and saving. I'll say this: saving money is fun, right? right? You yes, know, so you know, yeah, credit yeah, yeah, card yeah. processing. We're talking about saving money on, <laughs> yeah. on merchant services. Yeah. That can be fun. But you know, so many people want to save money. But you know, there's there's a time and place to save money, and we've talked about this in right. other contexts too. You know. Somebody that says, yeah, I want to do a startup on the cheap, probably not a good idea, right? I, I right. don't want to pay, you know, for a professional marketing or service, or I don't want to do demographic.
graphics or I don't want to work with a good consultant, you know, that's the wrong place to save money because that has an impact, you know, on, right. on your business, you know, that you spend that money because there's a return on the investment, right? That's the only reason why you should ever spend right. that money, yeah. whether you're hiring right. an employee, putting a piece of equipment in, paying extra money for your merchant services has no return on that right. investment, yeah. right? That's just, that's a place that you need to try to save money. And, and, and that, uh, and, and so many people we see that focus on trying to find the cheapest way to do something, that's not the place to save money. This type of thing, it, it is. And I, I would say, maybe I'll ask this, Eric, who is your favorite football team? I'm gonna say, I was gonna say the Giants, but they're really not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> but typically, yes, I'm a Giant. Giants, I know if you say the Jets. Paul converted. But, but, but Paul yes, I, yeah, well, my, team, my daughters are in Philly, but I, I always say, and I do this with a lot of things, I have so many gateway decisions for dentists into a world of good decisions. One of it's clinical with a, one of my sponsors that uh, replaces Algenet called Silgen, not, not something that you guys want to learn about. But I say, you make this decision to do something different and do something better, a small decision. It's a gateway to more good decisions, just like Merchant Advocate, just like some of the other guests we've had on there. Because once you start to make these one good decisions, I was maybe the Giants, I don't think they're going to put together a run, Eric, but you know, one win to go three and eight, you've seen teams go four and eight, five and eight, and then they're in the yep. playoffs. And then that's how you build a better dentisting life, a little bit better each day. And I, that's just why I encourage our listeners, whether it's stuff that we've, we've put before them or just things that they see to just seek these things out. And delegation is so key because your office manager, I mean, the merchant advocate world for what you guys do, Eric, it's, it's the dentist doesn't even really have to be involved much because the office manager or your bookkeeper can really lead the charge on finding all this out. So it's, it's, it's a better one where the dentist doesn't really have to um, invest too many too much time other than getting the right people moving. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, think about it. if someone saves, let's say they save 8,000 a year, right? And, and we split it with them. So they net out 4,000 a year. Well, they put four grand back in their pocket. But some of what we suggest is why don't, you know, they take that found money and reinvest it in those things you were talking about, like marketing yeah. or, you know, other things they could do. So now instead of saying, well, we saved you 8,000 and we split it with you. So, you know, you put four grand in your pocket. If they, if some of these practices would take that four thousand dollars and make it into an investment in marketing or market research or consultants, they could turn that four thousand into fifty thousand. So by saving this money, it's not just the gross savings and the net savings. It's what are you doing with it, right? And and where can you take that extra found money? And and listen, would it be nice once you know? Can you go go on a vacation? Sure, you know, recharge your battery, go on vacation, and that helps you expand your business, but. You know, we've had practice over practice and businesses tell us, listen, we, we've taken that savings and not just put it in our pocket. We've taken it, reinvested it and made it tenfold what you actually were able to save us. And I think it's really important for your listeners to, to know, you know, if you find money like this, you should absolutely think about the best places to reinvest it so that you could take that return and multiply it, whether it's by two, five or ten. It's a multiplication effect and you could really drive some more revenue towards your business. Right. Yeah. That's that, awesome. that turns into big dollars. That's cool. Uh, Eric, this has been uh, great having you on. I think this is uh, obviously a great uh, resource uh, for our listeners and you know, we love what you're doing for, uh, for your clients. How can people uh, learn more about Merchant Advocate and uh, how can they get in touch with someone if they have questions about your services? Sure. So they could reach out to Pete Ustick. Um, his email is P, as in Pete, Ustick, E-U-S-T-I-C. So P-E-U-S-T-I-C at Merchant 
merchantadvocate.com. Um, you could, of course, go to our website at Merchant Advocate. Um, I believe um, for the Dental Nachos group, uh, you could go to merchantadvocate.com backslash, I believe, Paul, correct me if I'm wrong, Dental Nachos. And we have it on our homepage under our resources. So you can just go to dentalnachos.com. And we'll get all that up you, on you, the show you forgot, next time. Uh, Eric, I, I drive a kind, hard bargain. I've listened to Rob. I bang a gavel. And I, I know you uh, you guys are, are kind enough to give the Nacho crew a little extra TLC on the savings, too, which is... Uh, uh, nice of you. So uh, they can visit dentalnachos.com and, and fill out uh, a virtual form to start their risk-free analysis. And we'll, we'll have yeah, that. we do give them a break, I believe, on, on instead of our, our standard split. Um, we have done that for your group. Uh, we, we love working with Dental Nachos. I mean, you have quite a presence and, um, you know, glad we could help a number of the, the offices that have come our way. And listen, you know, we look forward to helping hundreds or thousands of your members because, this is again one of those things that why not right um so we appreciate you know working with you and, and having the relationship there. i said just tell people i drive a hard bargain i fought tooth and nail thanks for getting me that deal paul no problem paul good job we appreciate you paul that would be nice for Absolutely. him to say to me sometimes no. paul, good <laughs> yeah. job paul yeah, yeah i just said it <laughs> thanks no that um, i'm a uh pete's been awesome to work with uh both in person and virtually just a, a, a great asset i think of him as somebody who's like really you know part of the dental loss community he chimes in online with not only you know business things but also uh the uh, jbn just be nice things and also the fun stuff on nacho so just appreciate you guys having you guys thank you very much thanks eric thanks well, there you go, Paul. Another topic that on paper sounds dry, but, you know, saving money I is, like, is I always like your fun. Comment. Saving money is always fun. That's true. I like the, the Robin Hood for dentists yeah. saving money. That's, yeah. uh, that's a good title. He, uh, Eric should put that in his uh, his biography totally. now going forward. But, you know, I, I think this is just like the classic case. You know, he talks about lack of transparency. And, you know, people also combine with you don't know what you don't know. You know, Very you and true. I could probably, you know, have a, have a quote unquote funny time looking at a merchant services invoice, trying to figure out what all these charges are and have no idea whether I mean, it's, they're it's, appropriate it's a totally new language. I mean, how do people feel when they see, you know, a, a, a something written somewhere and they have English and another language and you just, you're, you go right to English and then you see these, this something, you know, that's how that whole contract is written. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it's so true. And it's yeah. it's written for a reason. It's an unregulated yeah. industry, right? That is that is being set up for you to, you know, basically fail or to have to, to spend more money. And uh, as we, you know, discussed, the world is going more towards credit cards. We're not getting away from this. No. You know, it, it, it's a higher percentage, I'm sure, of, of everybody's business. And I'll try see if I can find the YouTube with that, that SNL with the, yeah. uh, the check thing, because it is funny. Because it's funny because it's so antiquated. In a short period of time, we went from using checks to not using them at all. So stakes get higher. Is is my point with all I this agree, stuff? I agree. And when we talk about transparency, and that's one of my, you know, the JFO was just find out. These companies are sponsors of what I do at Dental Nachos. But you knew me from the olden days, Rob, where I put this together in person at Italian restaurants and brought people to dentists in person and said, "Go talk to this person." But right. now the world is different. Ten years later. Mm-hmm. But the the concepts are the same. You know, meet people like Eric said who are experts. Rely on them. Let them do the hard work, and just find out. You know, don't shy away from you know something you think is too good to be true or you know too expensive. You know, do your due diligence, and you know, like these dentists who have connected with Merchant Advocate, they're going to have a different life just from that one decision. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and that that to me is just so cool. I mean, that's what I love love doing, and that's kind of the purpose of our whole podcast. Yeah, and it's as you said too. It's like you used the the football analogy yeah. that. 
you know, you're three and eight, you're four and eight, you're five and eight. You know, this is this is like a little a little win, yeah. you know, and uh, it's just one of the whole the overall part of the overall toolkit for you know being aware of what you're spending money on, being aware of what's going on in your practice, and and managing the situation instead of just letting things just sort of run on autopilot, you know, in zombie mode as we yeah. call it, and then after you know it's been going on for a decade, look back and say, well, gee, I why did I do that, you know, uh, and so just one of the specific instances where people can can take a look at a discrete aspect of what they're doing and and try to uh, try to improve it. It's a ga- gateway decisions to better decisions. It's all on dentalnachos.com. You can just try these resources. They're all ones that sponsor me. Find out if they're right for you. And also ask around, just like we've told this in you know this entire podcast, the thread of it, ask other resources, people for feedback if it's working for them. And that's what's going to bring our dental community to a better place. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for listening to another great podcast with The Dental Amigos. And don't forget to tune in next time to have the dental business demystified. If you're looking for more information about today's podcast, you can find it on thedentalamigos.com. If you're looking for Paul, you can find Paul at drpaulgoodman.com. And if you're looking for Rob, you can find him at yourdentallawyer.com. This podcast has been sponsored by Orange Line Media Group, helping dentists and other professionals create content people love. Find out how we can help you take your business to the next level at www.orangelinemg.com. Till next time.